Welcome into this week's edition of the Recruiting Breakdown. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined by Justin Wells, both of Inside Texas and On3. Uh, Justin, a uh, big day coming up Thursday for the Longhorns. Not a ton of visitors on campus, but some key visitors, some underclassmen guys. Obviously, K.J. Lacey's the big name, the 2025 uh, Texas quarterback commitment from Saraland High. I was out there a few weeks ago at his 7-on-7, seven seven, and he looks just as advertised, which we'll get into at another time. But along with K.J. Lacey, maybe the biggest names are also from out of state modern-day high school where Texas really wants to have a strong foot imprint under Steve Sarkeesian and staff. That's exactly it. Like, you know, we posted a story today about how Steve Sarkeesian and the staff, they've been going into these big programs that historically Texas hasn't had the most success with. Right. You know, modern-day, namely, IMG Academy, Duncanville. You know, they've just – people have to realize before Jaquindon Jackson – Man, I had to think a long time. I was, I was thinking basketball. I was about to break out Brian Boddicker stuff. Right, exactly. For a football post about Duncanville. And so Sark's going into these big power programs for a reason. Modern day, there's a lot of familiarity. Obviously, his son played there. There, there. There's some familiarity there. But also, you've got coaches on the staff that played there. Wide receiver coach Chris Jackson. Yeah. You've got coaches on the staff that are from California that – that understand how important it is to get into that school and get dug into that, get your feet wet into that school. Like Jeff, you know, like Jeff Banks, Pete Kwiatkowski. They got Spencer Shannon in the last cycle. They're working on Brandon Baker and DeAndre Carter in this cycle. And then, man, if you want a number one running back on a 2025 big board, look at Jordan Davison. He's going to be on campus tomorrow. Marcus Harris, four-star wide receiver, is going to be on campus tomorrow. Uh, the six-foot-three, 225-pound defensive end, uh, edge type guy, Sean Scott from Modern Day, he's going to be on campus. It's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a. This is one of those things where we're not going to see anything big come out of this tomorrow. But what you'll see is a byproduct over the next six months, over the next year, over the next year and a half. And if Texas can continue this trend. They're going to keep their feet in the doors of these big programs. Modern day is a must. And look, for Texas fans, we talked about this, I believe, on Friday's live stream. Bobby Burton and I were talking about it. But there's two high schools in Southern California right now that dominate. It's modern day and St. John Bosco. <clears throat> Obviously, those are the two schools you're going to see Texas want to have a strong footprint in under Steve Sarkeesian because there's a collection of talent in all classes coming into those two schools that are above and beyond anywhere else. Um, yes. I'm going to put Texas fans on offer watch. Um, there's a kid, Byron Washington at DeSoto, one of the more talented schools in the state of Texas. Jonte Cook, obviously from there, Tiger riding in, in the uh, 25 class or running back. Byron Washington, 2025 offensive tackle from DeSoto High, 6'8-ish, 350-ish, large human. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Big. He was the biggest guy at the spring game I saw when walking around. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I saw the listed height and weight for him, but then you, when you see him in person, you're like, okay, this is actually legit. Most of those guys aren't. I'm putting Byron Washington of DeSoto, 2025 offensive lineman, on offer watch. If he's not offered, I will be very surprised. Then we'll, we'll have a few uh, – Landon Rink from Cy Fair is a big one. Him and Trey Owens, the 2024 quarterback commitment will be in there. Landon Rink's going to go to Texas, A&M, and Oklahoma this weekend. I think he's getting somewhat close to a decision here. We'll see when exactly that is. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's moving towards a decision. And if that's not Texas, I think everybody looking at each other in this video would be surprised. But, uh, you know, um, but then there's a few other guys, right? 
some no, 20, there are. Yeah, some, there's a couple other guys. So yeah. Who are some other 2025s you have your eye on? Uh, I'll tell you right now, Chad Woodfork and Kobe Sellers. Yeah. Those are both takes today yeah. on defense for 2025. I like that both those guys are coming in. I like that Texas got on early on both of those guys. Woodfork is a kid I think is already kind of established, short, so to speak. I mean, he has the, the highest ceiling of these guys. He's a guy that can really bend, has great feet, great hands. Um, he's one I think you're going to see jump up in rankings over the next year or two. Kobe Sellers might be a, one of the best-kept secrets in the state. I'm really surprised he hasn't taken off with his offers yet, but he's at a new school. He's yeah. at a new position. Once he gets some tape with the Shadow Creek guys, I think Sellers' stock will go through the roof. That's going to be a high four-star in the 25 cycle. So, you know, it, it's not as sexy and as, as big-named as we expect as what we're usually used to. But there's a handful of guys that are takes immediately. I like that you got a guy on offer watch, and I'm telling you, Woodfork and Sellers, you know both of those. Those oh, yeah. kids can ball. Yeah, Chad Woodfork at Humble Summer Creek plays for Kenny Harrison, former Texas fullback, H-back, same high school as Kelvin Banks. Woodfork coming off a knee injury, back healthy, getting ready to go for the scene. I, I believe he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Kobe Sellers, I saw at Fort Bend Christian I went to see, when I went to see Bennett Warren this year. Kobe Sellers is going to impress this year at Shadow Creek because it's at corner and it's in the return game. He's going to have multiple. He's going to make a lot of plays on tape. And I agree with you, Justin. He'll be a top 100, 150 kid in the country, in my opinion, barring the unforeseen right now. There's going to be some 24 commitments there, which we'll get into in a second. But maybe the biggest, maybe the most interesting guy, Solomon Williams. But that's going to be more of a weekend visit, I believe. Um He's the 2024 edge from Carrollwood Day in Tampa. And he's a guy who Texas had originally scheduled for a midweek official visit in June. But then Steve Sarkeesian whacked all those official visits when it was kind of learned that Ty Anthony Smith wasn't coming in. Yeah. Um, but Solomon Williams is one of the fastest riding edge prospects in the country. 6'2". I talked to Coach McDuffie, his high school coach, Marshall McDuffie, Sunday. He's 6'2", 6'2 and a quarter, 245. He was 255 on this Bama official visit in mid-June. I think he's 245, 247 now. Long he's enough. 255. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he is now he is a I would say natural pass rusher, instinctive player. 15 and a half sacks, and people are like, well, he didn't play against great competition. You play against speed in Florida. I don't want to hear it. I mean, <laughs> you know, 60 tackles, 32 tackles for loss, 15 and a half sacks. They aren't playing sisters of the poor here, okay? They're playing right. speed, athleticism. There's a division one play on, on almost every team they play in the state of Florida. Uh, but he's interesting because I think he really likes Oregon. He went out there the last weekend in June unofficially. He's supposed to take Oregon, maybe Texas, maybe even Texas A&M officials during the season. But this will be his first time on campus at the University of Texas. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where Texas is at with Solomon Williams. Then Justin, obviously, Trey Owens. Nate Kibble, Daniel Cruz, few other guys coming in. Parker Livingstone. Yeah, Parker Livingstone. Uh, but, yeah, so it's that's kind of the week, uh, Thursday, the big pool party day. Then the weekend with Solomon Williams. Obviously, though, uh, Texas fans are, are more laser focused on the five stars because there's a lot of five stars in 2024 out there. Uh, I'm going to go through guys real quick. Colin Simmons, Brandon Baker, um, Kobe Black. Dominic McKinley, obviously, um, uh, Ryan Wingo, uh, Terry Buss, who's an A&M lane. But those five five-star guys in the on-three industry rankings are going to decide where this Texas recruiting class ultimately ends up. You're um, right. Let, let's start with 
Colin Simmons, who will be at LSU this weekend, possibly A&M as well. Justin, the latest on Colin Simmons. The latest is, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with Colin Simmons, it's always the latest because yeah. it could change while we film this. Um, he's still set up to, to hit LSU uh, this weekend for their big event. DK Moore is going to be there, one of his teammates yeah. from Duncanville. Caden uh, Durham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Caden uh, Durham. Um, on Holiday. It's an Ash Williams reunion. It is, man. Taz Williams, big-time receiver out of Red Oak 2025. He's going to be there. Ja'Cory Watson as well. Yeah. Uh, Collins the big name, though. And all you have to know, if you're Texas fans, just understand, Texas has put themselves in the best position possible at this stage right now for Colin Simmons. If anything, I think they've exceeded expectations. I really thought this I, – I feel that strongly about Texas at this stage. And I didn't I, – I wasn't that sure a month ago. Before, when these official visits started, we didn't know how this was going to transpire. Right. At, at that time, if you remember, Colin Simmons was going to be a December guy. He was going to be a guy that's going to take the whole distance. And then in the matter of a month and a half, that's evaporated. Yeah. Now he's looking at a little bit closer. Could be sooner than, than, than most people expect. And so I think this is good for Texas fans. I do too. Because if he goes to LSU and doesn't commit, the Horns are winning this recruitment. If he goes down there and doesn't doesn't fall into all of that what goes on down there, and trust me, it's hard not to bet. And what him. happened earlier in his in his recruitment when LSU took a big lead headed into his junior season? Huge lead, huge yeah. lead. And so what you know how they're going to try to pick that back up, and they should. That that's I think that's why they're they're bringing him on and a bunch of these other guys on. They feel that Agreed. way about Colin. Agree. You know, Colin Simmons originally was supposed to go to A and M this yeah. weekend. And so, I, you know, and I think a and still a factor in this recruitment. I, I still like Texas, but still, LSU, this is good for Texas fans because let, let him get to LSU. Let him go down there and He's make that He's speeding up trip. his timeline. What more could you ask if you're a Texas fan? He's speeding up his timeline. And, look, this recruitment was always going to come down to Texas and LSU. A&M was the third school mentioned when I was at Duncanville and May because everybody said, he's staying close to home, guys. He's going to visit the other schools. He's staying close to home. And Justin and I both said that for months. Um, but this has always been Texas LSU. He said it at the NIL Elite Series in, in, in Nashville um, at, at the 1st of June in the May. Uh, but I think moving this visit up, getting to LSU this last weekend, it tells you he's speeding up his timeline. Yep. Same thing with Dominic McKinley, who's going to be at LSU this weekend. You're not going to be at Acadiana High in Lafayette and make an August decision, which is where it seems to be headed, according to the family member from an original Under Armour game timeline, you're not going to move up your timeline and not visit LSU in-state and Lafayette at Acadiana before you decide. Um, so with Dominic McKinley now, uh, Todd Bates, strong. Uh, Texas, from an academic and athletic perspective, is strong. I keep being told AM's probably third there. We'll see. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing it. It's recruiting. They're in the mix, Jerry. They're, They're in the mix. mix. I hear the same stuff, too. And I think a lot of it's the D-line recruitment from the years before. Yeah. I really do. I think there's a spill over there. Yeah. And I think some people just think maybe he's a better fit at, at Texas and Oklahoma, maybe. I mean, that maybe. might be as simple as that. Uh, but AM has the academic athletic combination that Texas has. But uh, by him going to LSU this weekend or scheduled to be at LSU, that's a good sign for the other schools recruiting him because, he, again, you're moving up your timeline. We're, same thing with Wardell Mack, going to be at LSU on Thursday. 
then go to Florida this weekend. Well, he's going to both those places this weekend because he's moving up his timeline to August. But Ryan Wingo is a guy who right now, Justin says, he's not moving up his timeline. Going to be at A&M this weekend. Uh, Mizzou and Tennessee during the week. I'm telling you, Tennessee's the school to watch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the the commitment of Mike Matthews did not knock Tennessee out of it. I think we've been over that. Uh, But, again, he's a guy who's sticking to December right now, Justin. But by him making three visits this week, I I don't see December decision happening. When I left St. Louis, I told you guys, I said, look, he is standing by this decision, this decision date. I asked his coach, you think he sticks to it? I don't know. I asked his dad. <laughs> you think he sticks to it? I asked yeah, his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where Ryan's in control. Ryan understands he holds the leverage right now. He's in control. Right. But at the same time, he's wanting to get a spot. He's yeah. wanting to, He wants to focus on – you know, this is going to be like his second year to play receiver full-time. Right. He actually just started working with a trainer a few months ago on learning the position of wide receiver, learning the nuances, getting your feet right. You know, when he was catching the balls in seven on seven, it was always catching in the cone, catching yeah. the cone, catching away from your body. His dad can already tell a difference in him focusing on receiver. So he's going into this year, and I know Coach Cruz says the same thing, to have a big year. This yeah. is going to be Wingo's, you know, big year. You, you, Justin, just, you, weren't, you weren't on the show. We are talking about that, though. We are talking about Bobby and myself. I can't remember who else. Maybe Blake Monroe one night. People were asking about Wingo. I was like, and you went up there to see him, and you can explain this. On tape, sometimes he body catches. Yes. And I and I wanted to make a clarification, though. If you really go through tape on him, he's not a body catcher. He just did it because he was wide open and it was easy. That doesn't mean you're a body catcher like Sloan Thomas was a total body catcher. Ryan yes. Wingo understands and has the hands to snatch the ball out of the air, and you saw it in person. Absolutely. And and that's a great point. He was kind of that. And look, he they've got a really good quarterback. Like yeah. Ryan and, and their quarterback grew up together. Their, their brothers played together. Like they grew up as little kids. They knew each other from kindergarten. And he's got a really good quarterback that can put the ball on the money. But that was a big thing for Ryan and his father was learning how to play the position because he averaged 43 yards per punt. <laughs> he played DB. He ran back three kickoff return, punt returns. He goes, he plays everywhere. And that's what he's done in high school. And his dad told him, you know, it's time to get this wide receiver position down, Pat. You've got to get better at this so you'll be ready for the next level. And that's exactly what Wingo's did. And we saw it exactly happen with with his seven on seven. Ryan's become a more polished guy. He's bigger than I thought. You know, people said, well, compare him to Micah Hudson. To me, Micah's got a little more body control, whereas Ryan's a bigger dude. There's no difference in speed. There's no difference in quickness. Micah, like I said, a little bit more with the body control, but you're going to see Ryan Wingo go up on some guys. You're yeah. going to see him, you know, you know, go up top on a few guys. And so I think Wingo, six two and a half, about 210, 215, he's already got a college-ready body, Gary. Uh, Kobe Black's up next, Justin. Um, skill schedule to be an A&M this weekend. Obviously, LSU's trying to get him down as well. He's got LSU official visit scheduled September 9th, and he's got A&M official visit scheduled in October. The question with Kobe Black is where's his timeline? Because we sense that Colin Simmons, dominant McKinley, I've been told, is moving his timeline up. Ryan Wingo looks like he may be moving his up. Where do you think Kobe Black's at with his timeline headed into the visit to A&M this weekend? 
And I know it's hard to answer because it's not as maybe obvious as the other guys we've talked about. Yeah. With Kobe, Kobe's one that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kobe kind of like is Ryan a little, it's kind of like Ryan a little bit. Kobe doesn't, there's no anxiety with him. Yeah. Like with a lot of these recruits, they, they they take on so many. They tell everybody yes. They take on all these visits. They 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 literally run through you know run through a wall to try to do all these different visits and make everybody happy. Kobe doesn't do that. You know his dad made it pretty clear you know, when I talked to him last week. He said, you know, I think Kobe knows where he wants to go. He just wants to be thorough, and nobody's pushing him. Nobody's making him hurry up to make a decision. And so Kobe's going to take his time. I think Kobe's family would love for him to make a decision before no the season doubt. starts. Yeah. I think they would love to have this thing done, wrapped up, because there's not going to be a decommitment. There's not going to be any flip-flopping. Kobe Black's going to go where he commits to. But Kobe understands. You know, sometimes kids, they commit because they feel the pressure or the coaches are pushing them. Look, we're trying to get this many. We got three spots. You got to jump into it now. I mean, that's and they see the everybody else committing. Yeah, and, and he sees that. He sees yeah. all those other guys committing. But you know what? He's still working out with Jelani McDonald on a regular basis. Yeah. And that's a guy that he really trusts and he really likes. And I think Texas still holds the card, holds the cards there. I really do. I think they're in the best position. I think they they did the same thing with Kobe that they did with Colin Simmons on that official visit. They were clear in what his what he he was, he was gonna do at Texas, what his what his message would be, all those things were were crystal clear, and that was a big thing. You know, he Kobe wants to replace Ryan Watts. He wants to come in and play immediately, and he knows that's the plan. That being said, I think Kobe might stretch it a little bit because he's in no hurry. He's not getting pushed. I know he's seeing his friend. There's no anxiety there, and oftentimes we see guys make those quicker decisions because it's turning contentious. There's a lot of stress. The family, the coaches, da-da-da. Kobe doesn't get any of that, and so I think that's why Kobe is really on his own timeline. Uh, last five star, Brandon Baker. Good stuff there, Justin. Uh, before I do that, I want to take a, t- a second to talk about our newest sponsor. Uh, that is Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance is a sponsor of the Recruiting Breakdown, myself and Justin Wells Weekly. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase Yarbrough to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call, 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance for being the sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. 
Uh, Justin, the final five stars, Brandon Baker out of modern day. Some of the underclassmen from modern day are going to be on campus here um, starting tomorrow and then following day. Modern day, it, what's interesting about Baker is will he be at Oregon this weekend? I've heard yes. I've also heard no because modern day actually begins some of their team activities this weekend. And apparently that's pretty mandatory for the seniors. If you're an underclassman, it's one thing. But if you're a senior and you're a captain, there's some things going on around the modern day program that you're expected to be at. So that'll be interesting to see if Brandon Baker slips out for a visit anywhere. Uh, I've been it's interesting. I've been told two things with Baker in the last 48 hours, 72 hours. Texas, Oregon, top two, or Ohio State third. Somebody this morning said, nah, I don't know. Maybe Texas, Ohio State, top two, Oregon is third. So, look, it's all over the place. Nebraska, which could still get him on campus before he makes a decision. They're really working hard to get him on campus. They've had him on campus once before in the spring. Really working hard to get him. Hey, you know, just hold off, commit, and come back out here one more time. Tennessee's trying to do the same. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see on Brandon Baker. But the constant there is Texas in a pretty good spot. I'm not – I haven't put in a pick. Not saying Texas is for sure going to get him. This is a real battle between Texas, Oregon, Ohio State. Um, Oregon be, was a leader big time starting this recruitment. He's been there more. His brother played there, but his brother also had three offensive line coaches. And Oregon also has a hard time saying where they're going to be playing when Brandon <laughs> Baker's in college football. Good point. He made three visits in June, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas, two to SEC with Texas going to the SEC, and that does help Texas and Ohio State. So we'll see which direction this goes. If he doesn't get on campus again at Oregon, maybe the person this morning was right. It's leaning more Texas, Ohio State. But there's a lot of play here. That's kind of what we know on Brandon Baker. But I can tell you, Steve Sarkeesian, Kyle Flood, great phone calls with the family, Brandon and his family. Uh, family is the mom is is distant relative of the Akana family. Both Akanas, volleyball and football, are having a good time at Texas enjoying their experience. So Texas is right there for Brandon Baker, the five-star offensive tackle who'd play right tackle at Texas. Um, Justin, you know, what's really, to me, the position with D-tackle coming together, right? Three guys committed, T.J. Lindsey's Texas or Auburn. We talked about Dominic McKinley. It's really edge and DB right now that have Texas fans' attention. Wide receiver maybe down the line. We'll see what Ryan Wingo does with his timeline. See if Micah Hudson pops back on campus during the season. Micah Hudson's going to pop back on campus. Uh, yeah, he will. If he, if that goes all the way to Under Armour game in January, Micah Hudson's going to be on a few campuses. For, for the record, anybody reporting that the, the the that they started back up the relationship, it never stopped. It never stopped. Chris Jackson never, never stopped calling him, and neither did wow. Sark. And you can wow. ask Micah Hudson. Now, look, yeah, exactly. Just think back to Ryan Wingo. Sark went through a wide receiver coaching change and never stopped contacting Ryan Wingo. This staff doesn't walk away. So, no. to, uh, so Edge is interesting to me, Justin. Solomon Williams, we talked about, is coming in uh, for an unofficial, not official. So the guys that have made officials are Colin Simmons, Zena Umeo-Zulu, Danny Okoye, and Jordan Ross. I spoke with somebody in Ross's family, and they said Texas was still in it, but we're not hearing a ton about Ross right now. Um, so let's see where that goes. Now, he is friends with Colin Simmons. They struck up a friendship at the On3 Elite Series in Nashville, which is maybe of note, but Ross is not visiting LSU this weekend. They canceled that visit. Um, we'll see if he goes back during the season. Uh, the official visits Jordan Ross made were Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, Texas. 
Uh, LSU, Oregon, USC, still trying to get them on campus. But let's go to the guys that we're hearing more about. Um, obviously, we talked about Colin. You take Zena, and I'll just come back with some Danny Okoye stuff. So what What hmm. are you – Zena, look, everything still points to Texas, but Oklahoma's not recruiting him like he's a done deal to Texas, and neither is A&M. So it, it makes you kind of wonder where Zena is with this process because in late June, it was sounding really good for Texas. Would you think that the only holdup with Zena Umiazulu might be how much his brother Neto plays this 100%. season? 100%. Yeah. And that's, a, that, that's not conjecture. That's not, right. you know, that's not, that, it's nothing blasphemous. That's reality. And that's, that's okay. I mean, if you're the family and you're going to send a second son there, you want to say, okay, how's, how's Neto's experience? Year one, you're not playing much. You're going to redshirt. Right. Year two, are you starting to see – the field a little bit. Are you right. really happy with the decision? You know they're happy academically. Are they also happy athletically? And to your point. Because I think Zena, I think Texas feels like they've done everything they can possibly do for Zena. And they're continuing really to get good feedback, right? I mean, so absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, Neto lo- I mean, don't don't get it twisted. Neto loves Texas. This right. is this family loves Texas. They 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 but they're paying attention to every detail. And and, and what's crazy is you know, Neto's recruitment was a little bit more topsy turvy, upside down. There for six first six months, we didn't turbulence, you know, turbulence in the air. He didn't want to come back. Zena is kind of the opposite of that. Right. He really doesn't like any of the attention. He cops, he likes to keep things a lot lower. I like where Zena and Texas stand right now. If, if you were to t- send me to Vegas and tell me to make a pop, prop bet, I would say he's going to sign with Texas in this class. But I don't think we're going to get that answer right now. I don't think we're going to get an answer next week. Now, Zena told me. He's looking at a decision, you know, early in his senior year. He'd like to have it done by August, but if he had to take it into the season, he would. That This might be another example of, you know, let's see how Neto's sophomore year rolls out, a redshirt freshman year, and let's kind of see how things play out. Because I, I think something Texas fans are forgetting is if Texas goes into Bryant-Denny in Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama in week two, and they get off to a good start in this season, you're going to see some guys pop back up. You're going to see some more names pop back up. You're going to see guys showing up for a few more games where you thought the recruitment might be over. That can change things. You said it best earlier. There's like four or five industry ranking five stars that could basically dictate what this class is going to be. Yeah. If Texas gets off to a good start in 2023, I think that gets multiplied. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Danny Okoye, Justin, I'll lay this one out. At the end of June, I think Tennessee led Texas. I think Texas has some confidence there. I visited Tennessee and LSU. Um, we'll be in Oklahoma this weekend, and Oklahoma's interesting with Okoye for me. Obviously, everybody knows that the listen to the show is mom's Oklahoma State grad. But in talking to guys that cover Oklahoma with on three who are very good at what they do on the Oklahoma side, they said Danny was hot on Oklahoma early. Then he went totally cold. Then he's starting to come back around, and now he's scheduled to be there this weekend. Um, it's such an interesting recruitment because his mom didn't make doesn't make visits with him. If she pops up at Oklahoma this weekend, that you might be that's a sign. If she yeah. pops up, that's a sign. That might be a sign. That, okay, I've let him have his fun, but I, even if it's not the school I want him to go to, I want him to stay close to home. So we'll see if she shows up. But Tennessee, I think that orange led to burn orange at the end of June, start in July. I, I, I don't know what your latest takeaway is from Okoye. The same thing, same thing. You know, we, we had it covered well. I think Chad posted something last week about Tennessee kind of inching ahead of some other guys. That turns out that that's the case. 
When I talked to him, he spoke very highly of Tennessee, kind of similar to Ryan Wingo. He yeah. spoke very highly of Tennessee, and in the same breath, he'd say the same stuff about Texas. He was so curious about Texas, about getting to Austin, about meeting those guys. That was the first time he'd ever been there, and it really blew him away. But I can't, in good faith, until he comes back to Austin, I can't, yeah. in good faith, say, hey, Texas looked great here. I mean, it was, is he really going to – is he really going to sign somewhere without his mom never being on campus? Maybe he's a rare kid that does. That just doesn't no, happen in our business. No, that's not going to happen. He is way yeah. too close to his parents. Yeah. That's not going to happen. He, His mother just doesn't want to go through the whole recruiting process. Right. She trusts him. Plus, he's a little older than your, your, your normal senior as well. And he's a homeschool kid. So this is a self-disciplined young man. This is a guy that wakes up, does homework, goes to an eight-hour-a-day job, then goes to work out, then goes to football practice, then comes home, does more homework, goes to bed. That's a college athlete's day right there. Yep. Danny's very mature in this process. The one school that I felt like he wanted to tell me he really liked, but he was kind of holding back, was LSU. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a miscommunication on that recruitment earlier, and then they had a change at his position. So the new position coach finally reached out, and they started to build something. So LSU is one I'm watching there as well, but that, I think that's going to come down to numbers. But right now, man, until – I think Texas looks fine. But I need to see him back on campus. Right. He told me he's coming to a game this fall. He told me he really wants to be in Dallas for Texas OU. Again, if Texas gets off to a great start in 2023, they beat Bama in week Ooh, two. Wait, they go into Dallas. I, I should know this. Who's the host team this year? Texas. Texas is hosting all – hey, listen. Yeah. Texas is going to have a bunch of kids on mm-hmm. the Red River shootout this year. And Kawhi's wow. already been told that. Yeah, and, and so that to me, if Texas has a good start this year, and and he makes his way back into the Lone Star State, then we can start to talk more about him. All right, Justin and I are going to close the show out in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to make a point on everything we just talked about and get Justin's closing thoughts. But first, I want to th- uh, take a second again to uh, welcome our talk about Goosehead Insurance. Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. They are uh, the sponsor of the Recruiting Breakdown Weekly on On Texas Football. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have continued to vet the best. They select only insurance that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rises rates on the rise across the state of Texas, as they have been, why not make one phone call and allow Chase and Goosehead Insurance to shop for you? Goosehead's the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarboroughgoosehead.com or give him a call, 325-261-7127. All right, Justin, everything we've talked about, let's go over this real quick because this is what Texas fans have been wanting. Colin Simmons, Texas, LSU, A&M. Kobe Black, Texas, Texas, A&M, LSU, maybe somebody else. Maybe. TCU's a sleeper, but it's Texas, Texas, A&M. Dominic McKinley. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU. Ryan Wingo, Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, Georgia, um, Maine schools. Yeah. Is people hearing the theme here? This is SEC big boy recruiting. Brandon Baker took three official visits in June, two were to SEC schools, Georgia and Texas. There's a theme here. This is why Texas made the move. TJ Lindsay, Texas or Auburn. Coming down to it, Wardell Mack, Texas, LSU, Florida. Buckle up, Texas fans. This is the next however many years of recruiting for the Longhorns. These are real battles. 
you are not going to win them all. You just have to have enough shots on goal to win you to win a fair share of those. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on the big bat? It's all Texas. It's all Texas versus SEC from here on out. You're baby. You're basically prepping the fans to understand this is what you're diving into. You want to yep. be in the SEC. This is what comes with it. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. But like you said, at the end of the day, you just got to win a few more than you lose. You got to hit on those really good eval, those 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 early evals, and you're going to have to sink a couple of those five stars. That's yep. the best combination to bring that in. For my my parting thought is you you wrapped up everything. I'm telling you, Texas fans have asked me for the last few days, what happens after, you know, Gibson? What happens now? It's business as usual. Yeah. Nothing's changed. The Joshua Lair was a target before and after. Kobe Black is just that much more important. Santana Wilson was an incredible take and evaluation. I think people need to remember that. But we'll see. You want to see more momentum before Colin Simmons makes a decision? It needs it's going to probably have to happen the first two weeks, first three weeks of September. Yeah. I'm telling you, if Texas goes into Bama and wins, you can rip the lid off this sucker. There you go. For Justin Wells, I'm Jerry Hamilton. That's been this week's recruiting breakdown. Uh, anybody that's not on Inside Texas, go give Inside Texas a shot. Thank you for being a subscriber to On Texas Football, and we will have a Longhorn live stream. Tuesday night. We'll take all your questions in that in the seven to eight o'clock hour on Tuesday. For Justin, I'm Jerry. Thank you guys. And we'll talk to you soon.